It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 70 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. It's Monday and Mondays suck, but perhaps this podcast will help your Monday suck just a little bit less. Today we're featuring a show by listener suggestion, The Fire Chief, a.k.a. The Ed Wynn Show. A big thank you to Wendy Pitka of New South Wales, Australia for the suggestion. The Fire Chief was a show sponsored by Texaco that ran in the early 1930s and featured Ed Wynn as the perfect fool and a large supporting cast, doing a half-hour show of vaudevillian routines and musical numbers. The show ended in June 1935. Wynn also went on to reprise his fire chief character in two movies, Follow the Leader in 1930 and The Chief in 1933. So sit back and relax as we bring you the October 18th, 1932 broadcast of The Fire Chief. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Texaco service stations and dealers from coast to coast present the Fire Chief Quartet. Don Voorhees and the Fire Chief Band. Graham McNamee. And Ed Wynn, the perfect fool. <laughs> hey, you, I'm the chief again. The program will be different. You watch it tonight. Hey, Chief, I've got an interesting subject for you tonight. Reincarnation. Where do you suppose you were a million years ago? Oh, that's a silly question, Graham. No. I don't even remember where I was last night. No, 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 Chief, I don't mean that. I mean, where did you come from? Oh, I came from a very small town, Graham. It was practically a cemetery with lights. It was so small, you know. Chief, did you go to school there? Oh, I went to college, Graham. College, eh? What were your college colors? Oh, the way you, you doubt me, I guess, don't you, Graham? No, but what were your college colors? Orange and gin. Chief, what became of your uncle? Oh, he's in the real estate business now, Graham. Is he renting anything, Chief? Oh, yes. Every time he looks at his books, you know, yeah. his screens rent the air. Chief, <laughs> well, yes. how's his health? Oh, he's not so well today, Graham. No? He went to a nightclub last night, you know. Oh, drank too much, eh? No, he didn't, Graham. You know my uncle. You've seen him. He's got piano legs. Yeah, I know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Helen Morgan was in the club and she sat down on him. <laughs> well, Chief, what'd you do over the weekend? Oh, I took a vacation. I went down to the Atlantic Ocean, Graham. Good. I had a room facing the ocean, the Pacific. <laughs> I went on a two-day fishing trip, you know. Catch any fish, Chief? Oh, well, the first day I was training the fish to eat off the hook, you know. Yeah. Any, any luck the second day? Well, I caught a flounder, but I threw it right back, Graham. Why'd you throw a, throw a flounder back? <laughs> Well, I didn't want a fish that had been stepped on. Don't you <laughs> see that? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the oyster season started down there last month, didn't it, Chief? No, Graham, it started two months ago. You're wrong, Chief. The oyster season begins in the first month that has an R in it. That's right. That's September. No, what about August? <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's August. Well, you call, <laughs> You can waste time catching your fish, Chief. Yes. I'll buy mine on the market. Well, I'm glad oh. you set a market, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> really, I've got a brand new song I went down to play about the butcher. What is it? The market made me think of the butcher song. <laughs> yeah. The name of it is Put Your Arms Around Me. Oh, play that. <laughs> You know, I'm afraid of Indians. <laughs> How's the fire business? Oh, well, I went to a fire yesterday, Graham. A big fire, Chief? No, Graham. The man hardly made expenses. <laughs> Chief, yeah. uh, where was the fire? Oh, it was in a speakeasy, Graham. Did you get there fast, Chief? I told you it was in a speakeasy, didn't I? Yeah. I got there before the hook and ladder. <laughs> was there much excitement, Chief? Well, I saved the man's daughter, Graham. Yeah. And I was talking to her when the man, that's the, the father of the girl, you know, he called me Nero. Why'd he call but, you Nero? I don't know. He claimed he was burning up and I was fiddling around. I don't know. <laughs> Besides that, he was awful mad at me, Graham, for interfering with his fire. <laughs> he kicked me right in the stomach. Well, why didn't you kick him back? Oh, I wouldn't kick him back. Graham. Why not? Well, then it would have been his pain again. <laughs> Where were you when the, when the alarm came in, Chief? What's that? Where Where's... were you when the alarm came in? Oh, I was at the fireman's ball, Graham. Oh. I was dancing when the alarm came in, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was dancing with a very tall, thin girl. <laughs> yeah. When I heard the alarm, I slid right down the girl to the floor. <laughs> You're too much for me, Chief. What's the music going to be? Well, we broke so much glass at the fire, Graham. Yeah. I think we'll have the new... It's a sort of a love song yeah. about Glenn. The title is You're a Pain in My Window of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs>
opera, Chief. Well, tonight's opera, Graham, is Tolstoy's Redemption. <laughs> Good. <laughs> As I have seen it in Russian myself, yeah. you know. Yeah. The hero of this opera is the Russian baron. He's barren of ideas. See? <laughs> His nose is like an interesting book. It's read to the very end. Now, wait, Fred. I'm only starting. You realize that. Oh, As the curtain rises, Graham, yeah? the baron is taking a bath, and the phone rings, and the boy says, send me a bottle of gin. <laughs> the baron says, I'm sorry, but you've got the wrong bathtub. <laughs> to me, that's lovely. Yes. Anyhow, things are very tough with the baron. He was the dollar-a-year man during the war, and he's trying to get his old job back, you see? <laughs> so we find him looking for work. He gets a job as a grass straightener. Grass straightener. A grass straightener. In the park, you know. His job is to straighten the grass after a couple have been sitting on it. You know? <laughs> so he meets his sweetheart. She once won a beauty contest. She was Miss Frankenstein of 1928. <laughs> oh, lovely girl. Very, very strong girl. She is so strong that she knits iron fences with crowbars. <laughs> to me, that description is ideal. She's strong. Yeah. It, it, she's also a laundress, you see. And it's two years deep. And the hero finds her ringing out the old and ringing in the new. Well, he takes her in the house. They sit in a dark room, Graham. Yes. Yeah. They are trying to develop the film on their teeth. <laughs> wait a minute, Steve, tell her after the story. I can't I, wait. I'm not laughing. I, I've, I've got a cold, you know. I know. <laughs> I drank out of a damn glass. <laughs> well, anyhow, listen, it seems, it seems that the hero, it seems that the hero brought his sweetheart one rose. Yeah. He is saying it was flowers. But he stuttered. <laughs> well, anyhow, when the, when the sweetheart sees one rose, she sneers. She sneers right back at the hero. She sneers so hard, she wrenched her eyebrows. <laughs> no! The hero says, I can't get a rise out of you anymore, but I love you each the same. He says, what's the matter, dear? You don't see your sweet self tonight. And she says, well, I can't sleep at night. Well, he says, if you can't sleep when you get in bed tonight, why don't you count sheep? <laughs> why didn't she? Wait. She said, that's why I can't sleep. I live right next to the stockyard. Oh. Play that, now.
Graham. Yeah. The second act shows the Baron working in a sausage factory. That's right. The boss of the factory in it, and a snowstorm is raging. He says to the Baron, he says, you're not turning out much sausage today. <laughs> and the Baron says, I wouldn't turn out a dog on a day like this. <laughs> no! The hero returns home to his little grapefruit. That's what he calls his wife. He calls her grapefruit. <laughs> because every time he squeezes her, she hits him in the eye. <laughs> Anyhow, his wife was one woman in a hundred, Graham. Yeah. The trouble is that she found it out, you see? <laughs> so on the Baron's return home, the wife says, Where? Where have you been so long? And he says, Well, I'll tell you. A Polish friend of mine died, and I went to the cemetery to see a pole ball. <laughs> this, of course, this makes the wife so angry, she starts to fizz. You know when you get angry how you fit? Sure. And she says, where would you be here professing for me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good Yeah. That took me seven hours to wake that one up. <laughs> Anyhow, in her hand, in her hand, the wife had the bottle of cod liver oil. Mm-hmm. And her hand is shaking terribly. And, uh, and, and he said, you must learn to control your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these make me hysterical. All right. <laughs> no! She said, I never want to see you again. I know you like someone else. I never thought the eternal triangle would enter our lives. He said, what do you mean? And she said, don't you know what an eternal triangle is? <laughs> and the baron says, yes, that's what Mahatma Gandhi wears. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 come on. Well, wait now, don't hurry, man. Tell me that story. This is too good. Don't with me. Now, wait a minute. So the wife said, you wouldn't talk like that unless you had been drinking. <laughs> and he said, I don't drink as much as I used to. Lately, all I see are little goddess snakes. <laughs> well, you see, she has them arrested. And the couple keeps fighting even in the court. And the judge, you know, he goes, my goodness. He says, order in the court. <laughs> he stood. And the baron says, I'll take a beer. <laughs> the judge says, it looks as if... <laughs> the judge says, it looks as if you two have come to the parting of the ways. What are you going to do about it? What do you think he says? <laughs> I don't know. The baron says, well, if we are at the parting of the ways, let's open up a filling station. Play that. <laughs>
third act. Yes. Third act. <laughs> well, we'll save a little light, Bill, anyhow. The third act, <laughs> Graham. The third act finds the Baron in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Here is really a most interesting act. He is lost on the mountains in Switzerland in a snowstorm, Graham. Yeah. One of the famous St. Bernard dogs. You've seen mm -hmm. pictures of them, you know. Yeah. Well, this dog finds him. And the dog has a small barrel of whiskey tied on his neck. You've seen those pictures. That was nice. Well, the Baron sees him and he sends the dog back for some ginger ale and ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, his experience in the mountains has softened the Baron. And he now has a swiftful look. <laughs> well, he sees the house and he asks for something to eat. The housekeeper says, here is some lovely Swiss mountain cheese. Alf yourself. She says. <laughs> I said Alf. I didn't say Alf. Oh, I thought you corrected it. <laughs> so, he returns home. Yeah. He says to an old friend, when I left, my wife and I, we were at Loggerhead. And the friend said, well, I think she still lives there. <laughs> so the Baron rushes down to Loggerhead to Jersey. His wife meets him and says, at last, you have come home. The baby has been walking for five months. The Baron says, walking for five months? My goodness. Where was he walking from? <laughs> <laughs> that night, the baby yells out three times. The father says, one spoon, and it'll be four balls, and I'll walk. <laughs> Wait, that's just a play on way, then. So the wife says, well, if you pick on that child, I'll tweak your nose. <laughs> the Baron says, oh, you're up to your old tweaks again, are you? <laughs> and the wife says, you brute. And the Baron said, that child looks like a little street gammon to me. The wife says, how dare you call him a gammon? Take back that gammon. And the baby says, ah, oh, Mom and Papa are playing backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> the wife says, don't you like the baby's almond eyes? And the father says, yes, I think they have a nut. <laughs> no! Years passed, and the Baron is now very wealthy. He made his money manufacturing raspberries for Dave. He buys a shooting lodge in Scotland with a lot of money, you know. One night they are playing bridge, and the Baron, Graham, yep. the Baron dies at the bridge table, and they bury him with simple honor. <laughs> well, when they read the Baron's will, what do you think the will says? What is crazy? The will says, I have raspberry preserves in America and shooting preserves in Scotland. To my son, I leave the shooting preserves, and to my wife, I give the raspberries. <laughs> of year, all nature prepares for the colder weather to come. Oh, you don't have to tell me that, Graham. No? Even chickens, the chicken up in my farm's preparing for the cold weather. Huh? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Yesterday, I found one of my chickens laying in a supply of coal. Oh, I see. Yes, sir. Well, that's not it, though, Chief. What? Yes, this is what I'm getting at. What's that? From now on, summer-worn oil in crankcase is dangerous. Yes. The colder days require a different grade of motor oil. Yes. 
The summer grade should be drained off and the crankcase refilled with the correct grade of fact-proof technical. Yes. The golden oil that flows at zero. Still again. It keeps the motor from running down. Yes. It's the same as a human being, Chief. What's the first thing you would do if you were run down? Oh, if I was run down, Graham, the first thing I'd do would be try to get the cars right and stumble. No, no, oh, I, I, just, well, I don't mean that, Chief, at all. Well, that's what you asked no, me, Graham. Well, no, I mean that any machine must be prepared for colder weather. Oh. Fire chief gasoline is good in all kinds of weather. Yes. But the oil should be changed in cold weather from the mighty high-powered automobile to the lowly washing machine. Now, I'm going to stop you, Graham. I'm glad you said washing machine. Well, go ahead. What is it? Let's have Don play the famous washwoman song. What is it? <laughs> I'm ashamed of this, friend. <laughs> Go ahead, tell him. The Watchwoman's song, the title of it is The Slip in the Dip. Yes, the depression is erected. 
It was arrested in 1929, and it's done three years already. <laughs> oh, geez, oh, right. Oh, here, look at this. What? Here's one from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh. I'm playing my show there next week, Graham. We'll all be with you. I know you're coming up there. I'm Dear Chief, <laughs> I hurt one of my floating ribs last week. Oh. I have an accident policy, but the insurance company won't pay me any money. I see. What do you make out of that? Signed compensation. Dear compensation, you had the wrong kind of insurance. You say you had accident and accept... How do you say that, Graham? The other way. Accident. There's two C's here instead of an L. <laughs> it says, according to your letter here, compensation, it says that you had accident insurance. It's your trouble is floating insurance. That, that is to say, you, you've paid a floating risk. You should have marine insurance. That's what I'm getting at. Well, here's one from San Diego, California. San Diego! Mm -hmm. That's where the International Fire Chiefs are holding the convention. Right. right. I should be there. <laughs> Dear Chief, yes. our three-year-old baby swallowed a penny and two dimes. Huh? My husband is out of work and he says he can't afford a doctor. Yeah. And he keeps feeding the baby yeast. What do you make <laughs> out of that? Signed, Worried Mother. Dear Worried Mother, as the baby swallowed three coins and as your husband is out of work, <laughs> he gave the baby yeast to try and raise some money. <laughs> Company presents over a coast-to-coast -coast network, Ed Wynn, the Fire Chief, supported by a cast of more than 50 artists, including Don Burries, the Fire Chief Quartet, and Graham McNamee. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Fire Chief, starring Ed Wynn, suggested by our listener, Wendy Pitka of New South Wales, Australia. If you'd like to suggest a show, visit us at anchor.fm slash oldradiocomedypodcast and leave a message. I hope everyone has a good week. Tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show. And remember, laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!